Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 13, Episode 11, Divesto Slipper. The book, Mall Lockdown, by Joe Schreiber. The year, 2014. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! Hey everybody, welcome to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast featuring Expanded Universe novels. That's the reason I paused there. I forgot what this was. For a second I thought it was just any old Star Wars novels. We're just reading actually, books here. It might be. This one might be canon. I don't remember. Nothing here is canon. Plus, I mean, come on, we read a Star Trek book. We, we've already broken the, the terms of the agreement. There was no agreement given. <laughs> And there shall be none expected. The terms but, uh, are right. on our whims. <laughs> but anyway, I'm Jeff and that's John. And uh, what we're doing right now, at least, who knows what we'll do in the future. But at the moment, what we're doing is reading our way through Joe Schreiber's Mall Lockdown, a book where Darth Maul gets sent to prison uh, and is barred from using the force, which is a real shame because you kind of want him to do some force stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's the only way that they can keep this remotely interesting, though, because it's like, ah, Maul's got to fight something, and he can't just be like, yeah, I force crush it. Who gives a shit? That's true. You got a good point there. Uh, But right now, we just finished with him discovering the hidden lair of Irem Radik, although he has yet to meet the Irem himself. Uh, He has actually heard Irem Radik's voice coming through as a... uh, just a voice on a loudspeaker. Yes, and when we last left our hero-ish, he was about to be shot by Zero. Uh, yeah, yeah, Zero was going to shoot him uh, right after uh, what was it? Smite failed to kill him with a lightsaber. Yeah, faulty lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Get you every time. Terrible light. Yep, so he almost died from lightsaber injury and then uh, managed to uh, to not have that happen and then he was going to get shot and then here we are well it the chapter starts with before he gets shot he throws the the chunks of broken lightsaber in his hands does darth maul at zero just to create a quick distraction oh yeah darth maul just quickly is like pocket saber and then Mm -hmm. (laughs) makes his getaway yeah and it works i mean it's just a quick distraction but he immediately manages to connect with a big old punch to uh to to zero's face and knocks him over and even in his mind he's like there's no point to any of this whatever i'm doing right now doesn't matter there's uh, i'm still gonna die this is just me getting a little bit of petty revenge on some asshole oh yeah he's like look i i i I could choke the life out of zero right now hell maybe i even get out of this room but i'm still in an entire prison complex that is basically gonna be run by this Iron Radik guy who will have me murdered at some point, so it's not like this is doing much. Yeah, there really wasn't... It's just Darth Maul being Darth Maul at this point, but much to his surprise, when he punches the crap out of Zero's face, he manages to punch a part of Zero's face right off. That's right. Zero's got his face off. <laughs> Plus, he could eat a peach for hours. Yeah, turns out he, uh, this is the big twist, honestly. Yeah, this is the biggest twist we've seen so far. 
Because uh, it turns out, like I was saying, when Maul gives him a punch, it feels like he's punching Jello, and his and the guy's face comes loose. And uh, when Maul looks up, he's like, "Holy crap! This guy is wearing some kind of complicated, high-end biological disguise." Zero, and it's old man Withers. Name. <laughs> I knew you were pretending to, scare... to be Zero to to scare everyone away from Iron Radik's area. <laughs> Coghive 7 is full of gold, I tell you. They never and believed it'll be me. my gold. <laughs> but this is an artificial space station. Why would it be full of gold? <sighs> but no, who is it under the thing? Well, he tears the rest of the face mask off, and it is Daiquiri. Oh, yeah. I hit... I really wanted it to just be like, and he tears the, the mask off. He goes by another name. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, the he goes by another name thing was to create a red herring where we thought he might be uh, Iron Radik. But no, he's Daiquiri. That's where he's been all this time. Uh, he has had this plan where by being the ultimate inmate who is completely safe from having to fight, but able to get in there and get information on who's fighting and so on. He can work for both Iron Radik, whose who's organization he supports, and uh, his sister, and protect his algorithm all at once. Yeah, he's like, great, this gets me the ability to go where I want pretty freely, because Zero can do what he wants, you know, even though I have to go down to the inmates, because I'm, you know, Dakarai and I have control of the algorithm and a bunch of shit with prison systems i can have the best food that i want and make sure i never fight like i get to just sort of play around in my own little personal prison fun land and it comes back to bite him in the ass well yeah because one thing he didn't think to to uh to deal with in this situation or one thing that no one else realized is that this is who this is including iron radik so when radik finds out he's going to be pissed off and so immediately, Dakarai stands up and he's like, look, 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 I can explain. And Darth Maul realizes, oh, he's not talking to me. This guy's fucked. Oh, yeah. He's looking up at the speaker. And if he was keeping a secret that big from Radik, ooh, Iram ain't happy. Yeah, Radik does not like secrets. And so uh, what happens here is he's just like, look, no, you don't understand. It was perfect. This way I could work for you and protect the algorithm and work for my sister. We don't have to do anything from this. This can be a good thing. And Radik over the loudspeaker is just like, eh, just shoot him. Coil, kill this guy. Coil, yeah. And uh, sure enough, without any hesitation at all, Coil just picks up a rifle and kills Dakarai. He goes flying backwards and smashes into a butt. I guess Coil picked up one of the uh, the special blaster or rifles that has all kinds of recoil and knockback. Yeah. He got, uh, he... <laughs> I mean, I assume, what, like one of the Wookiee blasters? Yeah, Bowcaster, something like that. Uh, and that's the end of Dakarai. We're starting to lose characters left and right, which is just one of the best hallmarks of these uh, Joe Schreiber books. Oh, yeah, that was great. I mean, especially after I was so certain last time that I was like, oh, Dakarai's got to be Irem. It has to be. It all makes sense now. And then he just gets shot immediately and dies. Yeah, you fell for one of the red herrings. It's not, there's no shame in it. You should join me and, and the people who are right in thinking that, that obviously Iron Radik is the worm. I mean, that was the end of that chapter. But also later on, when uh, like the next chapter 
Maul's thinking about the reveal and about Radik, and he's like, oh, Radik's got such a powerful, strong voice, and everyone listened to it. It's like it's like he's some kind of powerful being, and I was like, oh my god, if you if this is the fucking worm, I swear to god. Are you going to be mad or happy? And also, if you're mad that it's the worm, is it just because I've been saying it's the worm the whole time and you'd hate it if I was right? Yes, all of the above. <laughs> uh, I don't actually think it's the worm. It's just my favorite pet theory. So don't worry. You can think you can not uh, think it's the worm and you'll be okay. Oh, I don't. Anywho, uh, with this horrible series of events taking place, uh, obviously everyone in there is in shock. And at a certain point, the loudspeaker cracks back up and it's just Radik saying, hey, uh, Vesto, here, you can go ahead and just do what you were going to do. Yeah, uh, and take the Zabrak with you. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, I assume that that means Radik has either more plans for Jagannath or is just done with him. I, I'm not sure why he was like, yeah, at that point, well, this reveal means that we should leave that Zabrak I hate alive. I mean, I don't think he hates Maul. I think it's fair just point, fair point. a matter of like, oh, you you have stumbled upon my stuff and I can't trust you really. But at Still, this point, why is he leaving the room? <laughs> I mean, that was the, the big question of like, man, that's quite the turnaround when you're like, oh, that's weird. This guy turned out to not be who I thought he was. I guess I'll keep Maul around because maybe he can be useful for killing other guys i don't know <laughs> yeah anyway the two of them shuffle out and that's pretty much just the end of the first chapter uh maul has discovered the secret but has realized that radik is going to be even harder to talk to than he thought because geez radik is just a jerk yeah but now he gets to go with vesto's sliffer on the turbo lift to go check out Whatever the hell it was that that reprogrammed loader bot was going to be bringing to Vesto. Mm -hmm. And this whole next chapter is almost entirely in the turbo lift. It's just just a never ending turbo lift stuff. I mean, we do get a lot. This is actually one of the longer chapters that we actually have. It's true. Yeah, you're right. The robot stuff takes place in this chapter, too. But basically, at this point, the two of them are riding down in a, in a terse silence for a long time. And then eventually Slipper's just like, huh. That Dakarai or whatever, he's just trying to break the tension. So, you see the game last night? <laughs> I was the game last night. Oh, right, I forgot. Huh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I saw the game and I was the game. There is a great bit where uh, where Slipher shows that he's more or less up to speed on parts of, ja of uh, Darth Maul's story, but not all of them. Oh, yeah, and also, you know, he... For some reason, Slipher just at this point does not give a fuck about revealing anything. He's just like, mm -hmm. hey, dude, uh, I'm just going to let you know, like, my whole deal where I didn't actually work for him until I got sent here, and now I do because, you know, he said I do, so fuck it, now I am. Yeah, he's fucked and trapped. That's that's the uh, message he wishes to impart to Darth to uh, Maul, which is which I didn't work for him when I got here. I'm actually work. I actually work for the banking clan. I'm here for a couple different jobs actually. Uh, but you you once this guy gets you in his clutches, you work for him whether you know it or not. Yeah, he once he decides I'm gonna use that guy, that guy gets used. So, you know, welcome to the club, buddy. Yeah. 
And uh, Maul's like, come on, bitch, you don't know anything about me. And he's like, I know you're here to buy a weapon of, of ultimate mass destruction from Iron Radik so you can give it to the Bandogora. I mean, he does think that he's here on behalf of the Bandogora, so doesn't quite no, know. know exactly, you know, who sent him. No, he's got he's got means but not motive, basically. Yeah, he's like, I know what you want to do, and I know that you're doing, like, weird behind-the-scenes stuff, and you're probably not who you say you are, but then, you know, I don't have the full picture yet. Yeah, uh, it's it's actually kind of amusing, because at this point, Maul's taken aback, because he's like, how did he figure out that much? That's crazy. And then Slipper just starts explaining it in the most pretentious, hilarious way possible, where he's like, ah, yes, the ultimate secret of being good at everything is to be a banker. Money! Money is the nexus of everything. If you've got money, eventually all the secrets will come flowing to you. And Maul's just like, do you ever money. shut up? Yeah, exactly. Ah, I know more than you could possibly think I know because of who I am and what I do. And Maul's just getting increasingly grumpy and like imagining killing this guy. Oh, yeah. He's like, God, I really preferred that when we were both like writing this thing in stunned silence. Because now that you're like going, you are not stopping. Yeah, he doesn't like this at all. Uh, and Slipher's just like, I don't care, buddy. Here's the deal. I'm great. Banking is great. You're fucked. Yeah. And when Maul's like, okay, well, what are we even doing? We're going to go down to the loading dock. I, uh, just like you pointed out, the lightsabers are broken because of a geologic compression issue. And, uh, Radik knew already, probably. It seems like Radik knows almost everything. And he has ordered me to get, uh, pick up a geologic compressor which some droid that I've already kind of messed with will have ready for me. But uh, the big thing here, though, that fucks with Maul is uh, when Vesto's just blathering on about a whole bunch of stuff, eventually he gets to the Gora and he's like, oh, yeah, you know that Komari Vosa's in charge. Uh, you're, you have to be familiar with Vosa if you're a and good most- agent. Maul's doing standard Batman talk where he's just like, obviously, criminal scum. The galaxy is thick with it. The rain will come and wash it away, and I'm the rain. (laughs) But Slipper's like, oh no, not just regular criminal scum. She's a fallen Jedi, fully versed in the dark side. Oh yeah. Maul's like, oh, oh, fuck. She, She was a Jedi that got tortured and fucked up by the Bandogora so much that she fell to the dark side and just took over the cult. And that yeah, she... fucks with Maul a lot. Yeah, Maul's pretty pissed about that. I mean, understandably so, but he, the reason he's so pissed about it is because why wouldn't uh, Sidious tell him? I mean, also, like that. at this point, he's like, ah, yes, this must be part of the challenge that I was supposed to overcome is discovering this. Like, man, quit giving fucking Sidious so much hidden agenda stuff. He sent you here to get a bomb and you're like, ah, wheels within wheels. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, he sent me here to kill that Jedi. That's what it must be. He didn't just do it to ghost me. I'm like, come on, man, have some self-respect. 
<laughs> no. I shall not. Yeah. Also, the fact that he's like, oh, clearly I I need to confront this Jedi and kill them because that's the mm-hmm. true plan. I'm like, it's not a Jedi anymore. It, like, she fell to the dark side. She's one of y'all now. What are you doing? If anything, he would be pissed if you killed her. Well, except for always two there are. and he and, Yeah, but he doesn't you know, give the... a shit about that. <laughs> Well, he doesn't, but there's no way Palpatine doesn't. Oh, no, Palpatine doesn't give a good goddamn about that. Of course he does. He doesn't want any rogue Sith that is not under his thumb running around. This whole book is the story of him trying to kill off his own boss because his boss isn't under his thumb. Yeah, but that's the story of every Sith. Yeah, exactly. Well, Darth, except for Darth Maul, who is 100% still entry level. Oh, yeah. This dude has... Not yet realized, oh, I should probably kill this guy because he sucks. Yeah, that's the only thing with Darth Maul getting cut down in his prime is there's never a point where he's like, you know what? Fuck the Emperor. Fuck this guy. It's go time. <laughs> you and me, the Emperor. I mean, we're fucking done professionally. It's probably for the best, though, because Maul, for all that he is a badass, not exactly the person you want in charge of anything. He's kind no. of a dummy. No, pretty much. I mean, he's very good at what he does, but yeah, he definitely is not a leader type Jedi. No. So, uh, or Sith, excuse me. I- anyhow, eventually they get down there. The door starts to slide open and Slipper's like, hey, don't worry about the guards in here. Uh, they're not even guards. They're just loading techs. They don't have guns and they don't have those little boxes that turn off your heart. He's like, yeah, I wasn't worried. You don't understand. Nothing phases me. I'm Darth Maul. <laughs> Oh, I think I understand. Because you see banking! Yeah, you know what, buddy? (laughs) I really want to kill something right now, and you should probably shut up or it's gonna be you. You're looking very full of blood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, uh... And so the two of them, t- and that's literally what Maul actually says, because he spends the whole elevator life being like, man, I want to kill this guy. Can I just kill this guy? It would be great if I could kill this guy. And eventually um, says it out loud. And when Slipper's like, meh, you're, um, I need to be in charge of things. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I've kept my whole not use the force thing for so long until right now, because I'm all rattled by my hatred of the Jedi. I am going to force choke this dude. Right. And in the very instant that it starts, he starts to force choke Slipper. Slipper's like, ah, shit, what? And and Maul's like, by the way, when you told me that that lady had Jedi powers, she wasn't the only one with the powers. And then, of course, he gets a real case of the mad at himself. Yeah, he's like, oh, God damn it. That was like the whole thing I wasn't supposed to do. Ugh. Now the Emperor's going to be mad at me, and it's my own fault for making the Emperor mad. Yeah, and he definitely knows about it, even though there's no reason he should, because he's so big and muscly. <laughs> they got a real Smithers and Mr. Burns type relationship. <laughs> Hello, Darth Maul. You're so good at turning me on. <laughs> anyway, uh... He chokes him for a minute, feels bad, like guilty about deciding to do it, and then lets him go. And it's just like, fucking whatever. Let's just get this shit over with. All right. Is is this your dumb loader? Can we get our things from this thing? And he's like, yeah, sure. Let me just put in my verification, uh, voice verify, do all the command prompts, get everything in there. And he's like, 
Uh, all right, cool. Nope, nothing. <laughs> it just shuts down. Yeah, well, basically the thing hasn't shown up yet. Or maybe something more more sinister has occurred. Who knows, but apparently the little lifter droid's like, nope, I ain't got shit for you. Shut down. Yeah. I'm guessing, I, I think it's probably supposed to be that the package is on that barge that's in a future chapter, and that's why it hasn't shown up yet, because that barge has been temporarily delayed. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. So, um, as the two of them are trying to pull things down for the droid that doesn't have shit for them, they are finally noticed by all the loading techs that are working on the dock, uh, and they start running over and be like, hey, you two, who are you? What is this? What's going on? One of you is dressed like a prisoner. Yes, and it's time for Sliffer to make his move. Oh, yeah. Sliffer is like, oh, I know. Uh, help, help. I have been kidnapped by this prisoner, you see. Oh, please save me from him. I have done nothing wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. His prisoner 11240. I work for the banking clan. You must help me in this scenario. And Maul's like, Jesus Christ, are you serious right now? And Slipper's even like, yeah, you should have killed me when you had the chance, stupid. And he's like, you think I don't currently have the chance? Dude, I just force choked you. How do you not think I have the ability to just murder you whenever I want? How are you this dumb? I'm just going to force choke you again. You got that skinny little moon neck. You're going to go down like nothing. Or even if I don't want to do that, you're still right next to me. And you've already told me that none of the dot crew have weapons or the little drop boxes. So I could just choke you out the standard way and it wouldn't be an issue just push everyone yeah just beat them all up that's what you're good at uh but instead for whatever reason he's going along with it uh for just a minute and he's like hey here's no i'm not what what do you but eventually what he decides to do is he grabs away the blue witch an extremely minor item in this story that i constantly forget is a part of it it's vesto's little device that makes it so that cameras can't see him yep it's his little blue Vavitch. Uh-huh. And it glows an extremely bright blue because they put powerful LEDs on it. Oh, yeah. I, I assume to make it look impressive. It's for gamers. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it does an That's RGB so you can tell turn. your rig is for serious. <laughs> uh, it came with a package of Mountain Dew. <laughs> but he grabs it away from him and is like, hey, look, don't, be, don't do anything crazy because I've got this thermal explosive device and one of the guard, the uh, lock dock techs is like, I've never seen a thermal explosive device that looks like that. Well, come take your chances if you want to. Yeah, so everyone stands back because that's a pretty good argument. I mean, ultimately, a thermal explosive, we've only ever seen one in Star Wars that so look like a fucking ball. It wouldn't be that hard for it to look like a little box instead, I feel. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're just like, yeah, you know what? It's not like I got weapons anyway, so pff, fuck it. I'm yeah. not going to go rush <laughs> a prisoner that is here on murder prison. Yeah. Uh, so Maul takes advantage of this to jump around behind uh, the moon, Vesto, and push him to the ground, and then open up the droid and really quickly hack it, or slice it. We get a, we get a one-sentence description of some shit from his past that I assume is from some other book, where they're like, He's like, it's a good thing that Treza or whatever taught me how to hack or slice labor droids when I lived on Gorpa because this is useful. And I'm like, that's too simple. Uh, 
I mean, it would you have been better if you one. didn't put that in there. Because the yeah, fact that he's exactly. like, yes, thank to, thanks to Treza, I can uh, slice basic motor drives of la- labor droids, and they're all relatively the same. And I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Just say you, you would... know how to do this, period. <laughs> yeah, or that you were just trying shit. Like, the, the whole thing where he's like, it's a good thing that some person I met a long time ago, good thing I expanded my backstory just now. And I'm like, I hate when you do that, book. <laughs> I like the idea just that it's just... because it he's rad. Oh, I had some leftover points that I could spend at any time, and I decided to just right now put them in slicing, and I gotta come up with a reason why. Yeah, it was just not that impressive. So... Or it just didn't work. It felt out of place. I'm sure that those are actual stories from his actual past in some other Darth Maul book, though. Yeah, I'm sure Treza instructing him on Orsis is something. Yeah. Anyway, it turns out that by just grabbing some wires inside this droid and messing with them a tiny bit, he puts it on, like, total haywire mode, and it doesn't shut down. It just starts stomping around and smashing shit. Yeah, it's just... Oh, I... I put it on rampage mode. Yeah, it's not trying to kill people, but it will kill them because it's a multi-ton forklift that's running around like a dinosaur. Yeah, it's just sort of like swinging its big forklift arms around and running into stuff and picking things up and then throwing it somewhere else. Like, it's not attacking anyone particularly. It's just sort of causing mayhem. Yeah, so Maul tries to take advantage of this opportunity by leaping up uh, and away from the droid uh, to start getting away, but as he does so, and and the droid's already, like, knocking down a bunch of multi-ton boxes of supplies and so on, and scattering all the loaders who are trying desperately to get away from it. Yep. But but as he starts to make his escape, uh, Sliffer starts talking again. He's like, did you think that would work? Did you think you could get away from me? Quit being a fool and give me back the blue witch. I'm so smart. I'm way smarter than you in every way. There's no chance that you could possibly... And then his head gets cut off. Yeah, the speech he gives where he's like, my intellect vastly outclasses yours in every imaginable respect. I was like, why are we doing this? Why... Why did this turn into a shit that didn't happen post in the last two seconds? Yeah, he spends the last 10 seconds of his life just being like, I'm so smart and you're so dumb. Why, I'm the smartest smarty that ever existed. One time I beat up a bully and as he was trying to get away from me, he said, that moon is inhuman. And I was like, yeah, I am inhuman. I'm a moon. And that's my cool story. Uh, and then the loader apparently sneaks up behind him while it is stomping around, destroying things, and just forklift cuts his head off. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because it's a very Indiana Jones death where this guy is so hopped up on describing his intellect that he doesn't notice the giant stompy mecha coming up behind him. Yep. Just too busy monologuing to realize that very loud sounds of doom is coming. And then it just uses its forklift, flat plate forklift arm, to completely bisect his head from his body, and then steps on his body. Yep. And, you know, Maul's just like, cool, great, anyway, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, that's 
pretty much what I was hoping for. Huh? And he still has the Blue Witch, so as far as he knows, he is now unable to be seen by camera. And so he makes his way to the lift, thinking it'll be a safe way to get back up to the top. Yes, indeed. Meanwhile, on the purge, Ethan yeah, Hawk is in trouble. In... <laughs> I don't remember if this is a new place for us or not. I, I, I don't. I think we've been on Jabba Sail Bodge, but not the purge. Yeah, we have not been aboard the... the purge yet. Yeah, the purge is the the barge full of prisoners, forty six prisoners inbound to Coghive 7 right now that, that's going to be carrying in cargo and new meat. Yes. This is the transport that Jabba has been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we get our point of view of Bisley Cloth, the second in command. Yep, and he's got big dreams, I'll tell you. Someday he wants to be the warden of this space barge. Yeah, he has been working on here for five years, which means he came aboard at like 17 and went, okay, I want to work on a prison barge. And now and he has discovered that my it, God, yeah. he's the second in command. And he likes the work. He's like, Hey, you know, originally working with all these prisoners was super scary, but honestly, this work's not that bad. It's straightforward. It's understandable. And all of it tends to make sense to me. Yeah. And I mean, but 90% wants- of it is just, a bunch of prisoners hang out in the cargo hold being bored, so I don't even deal with them. Yep. So the only person standing between him and being the warden is the current captain of the sail barge, Wyatt Styrene. Yeah, I love that his goal is to turn a transport barge into just a floating prison that he's the warden of. So instead of it being like, oh, we take these prisoners to a prison i'll put these prisoners permanently in this dumb garbage scow that's been turned into a transport that's my dream that wasn't the all right that wasn't the read i got from it i thought he thought the warden of the prison barge was still a warden even though the prison was the the barge is basically just a bus no he was like "Ooh, i want to turn this eventually into a floating prison instead of just a like way to move prisoners around right so uh the next thing that happens is uh (laughs) uh he's talking to wyatt styrene up on the bridge control when styrene's like hey yeah we had to stop there's a proximity alarm we think it's that barge up ahead we're gonna try and figure out what's going on uh but hey in the meantime why don't you go downstairs and check on the prisoners because it's feeding time and that's when all of a sudden they notice on the uh, the radar screens or whatever a whole bunch of Z95s. Well, yeah, Cloth has to leave first because he doesn't get to be on the bridge when this shit goes down. Uh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't get to watch that part. He gets to see the very start of it. He gets to see the Z95s coming in, and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" And the captain Styrene is just like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. Get down, get down to the prison. It's about feeding time, I think. If these guys want to tussle, we'll give them a fight." Oh yeah, I'll fuck these guys up. Don't worry. Yeah, and uh, I don't remember his name, Cloth? Yep, Cloth goes down the hatchway, heads over to the prison area, and, you know, keeping kind of tight-lipped on the fact that there are some Z95s out there. They're like, hey, what's uh, what's going on? It kind of feels like we're under attack. And he's like, well, golly, I don't know. Bad shit's going on. Don't worry, the captain's taking care of it. What's going on? Who's in with the prisoners right now? And he hears the two names, and he's like, oh, good. Those are two good guys. Two good men. Yes. 
battle-tested and surely going to finish out their tour of duty, which ends today. They'll go home to their families and nothing bad will happen to them on this, the day of their retirement. They're finally going to buy that boat. (laughs) Looks like they've always talked about and then you know, all of a sudden, the uh, the barge gets rocked with a hit from from something, from out, and everyone's shaken and rattled. And immediately, the prisoners move from their usual bored stupor to yelling and and demanding information as to what the hell is going on. Oh yeah, because it it was like that wasn't just like a turbo laser that hit us. It felt like something with weight slammed into us, like mm-hmm. an asteroid hit us or something. As Cloth is still trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, he hears a noise he's never heard before. It sounds like metal being cut open. And then the other guy with him is like, oh, shit, hold on, listen to that. And he's like, what, I don't hear anything. He's like, yeah, exactly. And oh, no, the prisoners have fallen silent. It feels like, it feels like we're being boarded. <gasps> oh, no. Dun, dun. Duh. But of course they're being boarded. This is the way that uh, Jabba gets on the prison. He takes over this prison barge and then lands the prison barge there with all of his weird malcontents and Kel dragons and what have you. I mean, not yet. We aren't there. This chapter just ends yeah, but, with... I mean, oh, no, like we're read being ahead. It's just crazy obvious. Oh, I know. I'm just saying that's not what's happening right now. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yes, I am. I am merely theorizing. Merely a theorist. Yes, I am but a humble theorist, and, you know, I think it might be aliens. You know, it's just a theory. A game theory! (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, I think it's time to check in with, is it Maul? Do we go back to Maul? we go to Siddiqui. No? Oh, that's right. It's time for the Siddiqui check. And she is worried like crazy about what's going on with that prison barge. Why is it late? Let's get that shit solved. And as she's trying to figure that shit out, she gets a phone call. Well, I mean, mostly she's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with the loading droid. Right. She's looking down. She's looking down in the basement. There's the loading droid going all nuts. Clearly, there's a smushed Vesto slipper on the floor in there. And she's just like, God, whatever. Yeah. And Uh, 3D, her little droid is like, yeah, I cannot get in touch with that droid. I can't make it stop. Someone must have compromised it. From the inside. Perhaps they've... What what can they have done to this droid? There's got to be a good word to describe this. Why, someone must have rascal flatsed these droids. (laughs) These droids have been big and rich. (laughs) I am hip to the musics of last year or ten years ago. Florida Georgia lined these droids? Someone in Old Crow Medicine showed these droids. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she mostly sort of doesn't really care, which is amazing that she's like, oh, the person who came here from the banking clan to audit me has just been decapitated and smushed in my cargo bay by one of my droids. And she's just like, oh, that kind of sucks. Just one more headache, though. Whatever. Mm hmm. And uh, as she's trying to figure out what to do about that, she gets a call from that gaming commissioner, Dragomir Chloris, one more time, briefly considers turning down the call, but then takes it. Yes, because it's time. It's time for her to really put her foot down and take charge of the situation. 
Uh, and so when Dragomir pops up, he's like, what the hell is going on over there? Seriously, uh, Sadiki, what are you doing? And she's just like, hold on. I've got some things to say. Yeah, you're you're operating in violation of our orders to shut down, and I'm getting reports of hostility between inmates and guards. What kind of dog and pony show are you running? And she's well, just I'm like, running hey, the one you're... that has blackmail against you. Yeah, and he's like, please don't put me in this position. And she's like, oh, no, it's you who put me in a position. Several positions, and I have photos of them. Ah, what would the Gaming Commission think if they saw you taking advantage of a young, naive casino manager, hmm? I really wanted him to be, like, as realistic about that as he would be in, like, America, where he'd be like, I don't know, how young? Because if it's 20s, then I don't give a fuck, and neither will they. Oh, yeah, they'll be like, huh, that that probably wasn't the best idea, but also, we don't care. Uh, you're rich, so whatever. <laughs> High fives, bro. What did you think the gaming commission was on the up and up? Yeah, we're the. F- it's the gaming commission. The fucking gaming commission. Do you actually? And we sponsor your prison death sport. Do you really think that the people in charge are going to be like, oh my goodness, you had consenting sex with someone at a casino? Golly, our sensibilities. Oh, I have the vapors. Yeah, I, I think the problem that, that uh, Schreiber is, is laboring under here is he can't use the blackmail that he would want to use, which is that she is like literally underage or something like that, where it would actually be a uh, something that she could hold over his head. But at most, what she's basically trying to get him on is abuse of power, where she was like, I was the boss of a little casino and you were the big deal gaming commissioner. You took advantage of me. And he's like, yeah, but that's not illegal. He could just be like, yeah, but that's not even close to illegal. Oh, no. People are going to think I'm a dirty old man. I mean, at worst, because this happened a while ago, they'll be like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, but, you know, that's fine. We wouldn't want to hurt his potential position and also, you know, consenting adults and something, something will fine him or give him a slap on the wrist, whatever. For some reason, though, she thinks... Ooh, this is going to get him out on his ass and fired and he'll never be a senator now. Well, yeah, that's the one thing that she's got as leverage is that I guess her thought is that it will stop him from being a senator uh, because maybe maybe the gaming commission won't kick him out. But certainly going after political aspirations will be torpedoed if it turns out he had sex once yeah. with a younger you but still idea? legal woman. Do you know who is in the Senate right now? I don't think it's going to be a problem. (laughs) There's ETs in the Senate right now, like from the movie E.T., and you do not want to know what they get up to. (laughs) They are freaky. They are filth. I got to tell you, the entire species. You want to know what they use that big glowing finger for? You don't. Mm Mm-hmm. I tell you why they had to switch from guns to walkie-talkies, because all the guns were in their butts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's how ETs see, operate. Seeing guns makes an ET get a raging hard on. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Touch my owie, Elliot. <laughs> it's glowing at the tip. Oh, no. Oh, what have we done? How are the Reese's Pieces involved? <laughs> uh, 
my pile of stuffed animals, horribly defiled. Oh, no. <laughs> I left a turd in your bike basket. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, for whatever reason, even I mean, I guess it's just because you and I are used to living in the world of 2021 and not the world of 2014. I where guess. We're just like... This guy had sex? Oh no. Look, I'm I'm living in a post-Trump presidency. There is no reason to assume any scandal will affect anyone. Yeah, especially not an old white guy. Yeah, I'm like, oh, but, that's cute that you think some rich powerful dude is going to be hurt by the fact he had sex once. Mm-hmm. If his response had been like yeah, whatever. I'll be on Space Tucker Carlson tonight, and by tomorrow, everyone will be on my side. <laughs> I mean, who are they going to pick? The upstanding businessman who runs a commission of well-oiled gambling establishments? Or the person who built a death prison? Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to spin this against you. They're going to be like, well, how could she even be a... Obviously, this is her fault. This owner of a gladiatorial death prison seduced this honest, poor businessman. Yeah, and what kind of a sicko would take pictures of it during it unless she was only doing it for leverage? Why, she's a hussy, says the Star Wars community. Yeah, like, I, I'd like to believe that the Star Wars community is better than the USA. I would. I would like to believe that. I'd love Obviously, to believe that. Obviously, it couldn't be and isn't because slavery is just 100% rampant and everyone is fine with it from Yoda on down. Uh, and also because Bounty Hunter is such a common career that no one is weirded out by it. Yep. You, so, you know, Star Wars is worse. So this whole thing feels utterly toothless. And yet he's just like, oh, no, what do you need? Do, do, don't do anything to me. Oh, no, let's not do anything rash. Ugh. And, and she's like, here's the deal. You're going to solve all my problems for me. First, you're going to reopen my prison. Second, you're going to have, you're going to call someone at the IBC and tell them that their guy died in here. And I don't care what you tell them as long as they accept that he died in here. And he's being realistic. Oh, he's like, I don't. She's I, like, no, that's just, a level of, just let him know that he's gone. Don't even tell yeah. him. Just be like, he's missing. Yeah. And he's like, I think you're, you know, even for someone blackmailing me, you're like vastly overestimating my capabilities. Yeah, it's, it's, it just keeps getting worse with the, all right, this blackmail shouldn't matter. And even if it does, you're like, ah, yes. And now that I've got some dirty pictures of you, you'll reinstate my gambling commission status. And you're like, okay, I can do that. Also cover up a murder for me. Uh, what? <laughs> I feel like you're overstating my capabilities. I appreciate the compliment. I did need the boost. But that said, I don't have the ability to cover up murders. This is like hijacking an airplane and ordering the pilot to give you a million dollars and fly you to the moon. <laughs> if he's like, you mean you want me to contact the ground crew and have them have a million? You want to do like a D.B. Cooper thing? And and, and the, pilot, the uh, hijacker being like, no, you give me a million dollars. Take it out of your pocket right now and hand it to me. Hmm? Also, get this plane to the moon. Do it. <laughs> anyway, I mean, for him, though, ultimately, she's she's listed her demands. And he at this point, he could just be like, yeah, sure. Okay. 
I agree to your terms as long as you get me off the phone. Because here's the thing. The instant he's off the phone, what's going to stop him from being like, actually, instead of doing that, I'm just going to order a bunch of ships to come out there and shoot your prison to bits. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let the... Considering I didn't know that, you know, Sliffer was dead until you just told me, I will instead contact the banking clan, tell them you murdered their auditor, and then blow up your prison. Yeah. Like, it's so weird that she thinks that this leverage is going to work over light years of distance. (laughs) This leverage would only work if she already used it. If she was like, hey, I already sent this to news channels, and I can stop them from putting the story on the air. If Otherwise, he's like, yeah, great. All you've done is paint a target on your back. Good job. Yeah, you've given and when, me and when she gets more the- info against you and made it so that I should get rid of you. And then even when she gets off the phone, you can tell she knows that, too, because she's like, oh, shoot. I just used my last bit of good leverage. I hope it was worth it. Well, she's like, oh, I didn't want to use it because I wanted to. I wanted to get the most out of it. I wanted to really ring them. And for some reason, I think making it so that I can still run a business and also covering up a murder is not good enough. Yeah. Um, but in any event, this after this whole conversation goes off, she's like, great. Now, I'm pretty sure it's definitely going to have to be the same guy who's been causing all the problems in my prison recently. So get me every camera feed of everything connected to that loading dock and let's have a look. And then uh, this person... Siddiqui, who is a trained administrator, but not much else, immediately defeats the greatest piece of of, uh, of spy technology ever. Because she's just like, obviously, he's in that one elevator where it looks like someone's hiding in the elevator. Well, yeah, she's like, oh, there's a turbo lift and there's a weird blue blur in the corner. Uh, yeah, probably that one. Also, <laughs> the blue blur shifted noticeably so it's not even like ah yes it's just like this is the kind of weird static after image that gets put up by the witch instead it's like ah instead of seeing you we're just gonna give you one of those predator outlines but you can still move around and see them yeah God, the Blue Witch is fucking worthless. I We've spent all this time being, being told how incredibly important and valuable it is and how it's Vesto's big trick and all this other stuff. And then the moment anyone actually tries to use it for anything, one person's just like, ah, someone's hiding in that elevator behind some sort of electrical disturbance. Ah, yes. Why, that blue blur could have been an exhaust vent, but there's no exhaust mm-hmm. vents in an elevator. It can also be noted superhero, the Blue Blur. Ah, the Bloober. I think the Blue Blur is actually just one of the nicknames for Sonic the Hedgehog, though. Maybe. So maybe maybe it's the maybe it's that Sonic the Hedgehog is in there. Sonic the Hedgehog is in my in, elevator. He's in there. He's running around at the speed of sound. <laughs> but don't worry, he's got nowhere to go in that elevator. He can't follow a rainbow. <sighs> anyway. Next we chapter. cut to Darth. <laughs> we cut to Darth Maul, and the elevator stops. So he's like, "Oh fuck! I've already been captured. They know I'm in here. This thing is worthless." He says, kicking the the blue witch to the floor and letting it break. Yeah, he's like, "Oh well, fuck this thing then." Yeah, and uh, po- right over the loudspeaker pops in Siddiqui, and she's just like, "Oh, it's you. Obviously, it's you. You doing it." Why didn't I immediately assume it was it was the greatest prisoner in my prison and the main attraction of my circus right now? Ugh. And Maul is like, ooh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try and, like, spider climb my way to the ceiling 
and then open up the top vent of this turbo lift and then maybe something something escape and she's just like something something what are you doing (laughs) that's that's industrial grade durasteel you have no tools and it is like riveted shut from the outside do you plan to headbutt your way through this and he's like fuck you yes he's in the position yeah, he's in the position where this thing is completely smooth on the inside. It's like a fucking shark in here. Yeah, and, so uh, smooth. Not rough at all. Smooth as hell. Smooth lions are attacking thing. me. That's the famous thing about sharks. No matter which way you rub them, they're completely smooth. Ah, uh, memes. <laughs> now someone's going to correct me, and God help them if they correct me, knowing that I that I am liter- I am such an expert on sharks. Do not step. <laughs> Do not try. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's one thing I know about sharks, it's that they're unbelievably smooth. Anyway, he's going up the side of this fucking Wonka Vader, trying to get up to the top of it so he can beat his way out. And when she talks to him, yeah, he's already, like, ta- uh, you know, uh, Mission impossible his way to the roof. And he's like, shoot, she's right. I would have to headbutt my way out, and it's probably riveted. And I'm like, come on, man. You already broke your no-force rule once. Just pop the rivets. Yeah, and at that point, she's also just like, yo, even if you did manage to, like, headbutt your way through the ceiling somehow you know this this is a turbo lift not a regular earth elevator there's no cables or anything Mm -hmm. like what do you plan on doing and he's more or less just fuck you i'm surviving that's what i'm doing and and she's like well here's the deal i've come up with a solution to all of these problems and his terrible terrible response is oh you're gonna kill yourself and save the universe the trouble I'm like, what the fuck? Are you in fourth grade, Darth Maul? Even you should be able to do better. Ah. And, you know, she's like, hey, hey, buddy. And just makes the elevator jerk up and down so he slams his face into the ceiling and then hits the bottom. He's, She's like, look, my dude, I control everything in this prison. Why don't you just listen to my terms? Yeah, and since now he has tried, or she shook him to the floor and smacked him against the bottom of the, the elevator. He's like, fine, okay, what are your terms? He doesn't say that. He actually just says, no. Yeah, she's he's like, like no, fuck you, you I prefer death. Yeah, and she's like, here's what I'm offering. You come work for me because you're awesome, and uh, we'll give you a luxury suite, we'll pay you a ton of money, and you'll just do whatever I need done because you're obviously ba- a total badass. Yeah, you, you come work here in the executive level, and there are certain mm. aspects of our operation that you might find very illuminating. Mm. Maybe I'm Iram Radik. <laughs> and uh, Maul's just like, no, no, I will not do that, no. And then after a bunch of pre- uh, wheedling and back and forth, she hits him with the big offer. Uh, with, or, or the thi- or, I'm sorry, he hits her with the big rejoinder, his put-down moment. Where he's like, you forgot one thing. And she, what? Even even with all the offers you made for me, you still live you still live in a prison. Yes. And then he kicks the thing so she can't talk to him anymore. Uh and you know, I Which I'm like, I assume that made I, him I, feel better. I guess, but she Yeah, she lives in a prison, but she can leave when she wants to. Yeah. There's a difference. She's in the just visiting part of the jail part of the Monopoly board. Huh? Uh, but that's, it's not enough. 
now he's like, oh, I, she, he, she hasn't exploded my heart yet, so there's going to be something going on here. But then, oh no, the Durasteel walls are heating up. Oh no. Oh. The Black <laughs> Barn is filling up. I know, I was just thinking that. But I actually don't even remember what the actual line is. That's some Street Fighter 4 joke that John and I have from way back in the day, where the announcer said a couple of things that didn't sound like regular words. One of them was, the black barn is filling up! And the other one sounded like, now, fight like Al Jolson! And I still don't know what the fuck that was supposed to be. Nope, no idea. I mean, I don't think they want you to fight like Al Jolson, the minstrel singer from the 1920s. Probably not, and I assume there is no particular black barn that <laughs> Street Fighter cares to fill. I mean, that does kind of sound like some sort of Street Fighter versus Twin Peaks kind of thing. <laughs> the Black Lodge is filling up! <laughs> now, Ryu versus that <laughs> that little person who talks backwards. Ah, uh, Yes! Uh, the gum you like is coming back into style. Garmin Boja Ball? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm into Street Fighter versus Twin Peaks. I would play that video game. <laughs> then again, I played Arm Joe. <laughs> have you have you ever heard of or tried to play Arm Joe? Mm-mm. Arm Joe is a fighting game that's only in Japan. Uh, I don't know why it's called Arm Joe. I can't tell you. But it is based on Les Mis. Oh, so the yeah. characters are like, yeah, it's it's a bunch of Les Mis characters and also a little wallaby with a mustache. And also. <laughs> anyway, it's a game that exists. But that's pretty much the end of the chapters. That's where we, we cut off this week is uh, uh the, dash, the daring conclusion as Darth Maul is now trapped in a heat metal spell. What will he do? Oh, no. Darth Maul's getting hot boxed. Mm hmm. Blaze it. And his arms are too short. The hell song is that from? Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hey, you have no talk idea. About the Patreon? <laughs> I like, can't remember, but his your arms, arms are your arms too are short. The fuck are you talking about? It's a it's a lyric from some song. Someone's gonna tell me what it is later. Your arms are too short to hot box with God is the line. Wow. Okay. Never heard that anyway, one before. I know. I'm feeling bad now that I don't remember what the hell it is. Um. Anyway, let's uh let's get to that Patreon. How about that? Hey, folks, do you want some bonus content? Yeah, of course do you, you do. And the best way to get that bonus content is to go to patreon.com slash systemmastery and support us at the $2 level, which will unlock Expanded Expounded Universe, where we go to Wikipedia, find weird stories from that episode or beyond the Star Wars universe, and tell them to each other and to you. And it's always two stories. We've been doing it for forever. So if you join now, not only do you get all the stories going forward into the future, but a crazy amount of past stuff as well. And you get the sushi knives. Mm-hmm. They fell through that tomato, you guys. Oh, my God, these knives. <laughs> Cut a tin can with it. I don't know why, but you can. Thousand-folded steel. Uh, anyway, uh, watered. Some, I don't know that much about knives. Watered. Uh, anywho, 2000 Wait, 2000 $2 unlocks $2, the content. $2,000! $2 unlocks that bonus content at patreon.com slash system mastery. If you support us at that level, you also get the system mastery bonus content, bringing you up to about six episodes a month of bonus content. And there are more levels available for yet more content, up to as many as I think it's like 10 episodes a month of just bonus, just for you. 
find it at our Patreon. Support us there. And until such time as we see you there or next week with another episode, I've been Elan Sleaze Bagiano. And I love hot boxing death sticks. (laughs) 